Hi. Hi. Guess what I'm wearing? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm wearing my toe spacers. Ew, I hate it. I hate that as much as you hate that I'm eating beef jerky right now. That's my revenge. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> All right. Swallowed. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Welcome back, guys. Um, this is episode 26. Right? It feels like more. Yeah, it is. It feels like more, but then when I typed that out, I was like, oh, that's kind of a lot. Like 26 is, is a lot. 26 weeks is a lot. Yeah. And like if you think about that in hours, like each episode is, you know, average a little bit over an hour. Like we've spent a full day together, a full 24 hours at least together doing this. That would seem weird in most circumstances, but there have been <laughs> – Months. Might have spent months with you consecutively. So. <laughs> oh, love that for you. I love that journey for us. <laughs> All right. Okay. I have a couple of things. Today we're going to talk about um, like just something that Eric and I have been talking about for a while, just like about what we use and like environmentally friendly stuff, sustainability, blah, 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 blah. But before we go into that, um, I just wanted to share like a couple of things that I have recently like just been made aware of. So for my um, new macrame business that I just started, I was invited to like this workshop for um, small business owners particularly women in Alaska. And um, we talked about like energy and I haven't told Erica this at all, but one of the things that came up like really struck with me and I have been sitting on it for like, it's been almost a week now. I've been sitting on it and it's like literally just making me change the whole way that I think about things. Are you ready? Oh, Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so what do you think of when you hear the word or when you hear somebody describe somebody as selfless? Um, That they will, like, put everything and everyone else above themselves. So, like, that's, like, seemingly has a positive connotation to it, right? Like, that's a good quality in somebody. Like, if they're selfless, like, that's a good quality to have. Yes, but now that you're making me think about this, I'm going to say no. Okay, that's where I'm at, right? So they were like, who wants to be like selfless? Like who wants to be described as selfless? And I'm like, yeah, that's like goals. I want people to think that like they're so important to me. But then they were like, think about that word. Yeah, it's like you You have no self. You are without (laughs) self. Isn't that ew? Isn't that gross? That was my response too. Ew. That's like some cult shit. I know. And and this is particularly top of mind because I was just watching a documentary about Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> I know though, right? So so they're like, stop being selfless. That doesn't mean that you can't do acts for others, but you need to be within yourself to do those things. Ooh, wow. I love this. They were, you know, they were saying like, 
um, they use the analogy like you can't pour from an empty cup, which I totally agree. My coach uses that all the time. Um, you cannot pour from an empty cup, but you can't fill your cup while you're being selfless. Wow. Can we do like a whole episode on this? I know. I told you. I told you. I said I might have an introduction that will get us talking for a few minutes. Because there's like so many branches of this. Right. And I think that this is such a huge shift. And like um, I did sign like a confidentiality notice with the um, workshop that I did that I wouldn't share like too much. You know, obviously it's like a paid program. I'm going to link them though. I'm going to link the two hosts of the workshop um, in like our caption this week or something. And, um, you know, we'll tag them so that you guys can check them out if you want to because they – so. Basically, like, the workshop was to kind of be guinea pigs for this new program that they're launching that talks about, like, channeling your energy and how to use your energy to provide, like, sustainable content and stuff for your small business, which I loved because they, you know, they talked about, like, stepping outside of the norm. So, like, why are we doing things that everybody else is doing, like, just because it works? Why can't we do something? Why can't we figure out something else that works? Mm-hmm. without reinventing the wheel. But like, you know, they talked about quality content over quantity content. You don't need to be posting every single day, like things like that, but just using your energy and like your inner self to make people still interested in you if they don't see you come across their Instagram feed every single day. Yeah. Mariah and I were talking about this and I'll try not to go on like a tangent, but you know, I think <laughs> I've somehow fallen into this. I don't know if if like just more people are doing it or if like I've somehow fallen into the algorithm where it's like serving me this kind of content all the time. But I constantly see like these um they're either like online business coaches or they're content creators or whatever. And they're like, do you want to know the five things that I did to grow my following by 30,000 followers overnight? And I'm like, oh God, here we go. And it's like, here's how you can hack the algorithm. And it's like all these like super cliche things. And I'm like, first of all, (laughs) Facebook wants you to be like feeding the machine. So like they want you to be just like cranking out content. But what happens when you do that? It's like a lot of your content is shitty because you're just a fucking machine, especially if it's not your full-time job. Like you have an actual job and then you're having to like create like the standard is supposed to be like you're posting at least one in-feed post plus you're posting like 10 frames to your stories and you're creating one to two reels like every day like in one day that is a shit ton of content from like a consumer so like I you know just recently starting this business I have had to you know, I'm somebody who does not post on social media a lot. I kind of used to, and then I got divorced and I just like went radio silent pretty much <laughs> um, for like two years. And until we started this podcast. Hello. Until we until we started this podcast. And then I started the macrame business. So now I'm like, you know, trying to figure this out and like trying to figure out how to make my content appealing and blah, blah, blah. But like, As So I still consider myself more of like a consumer, not really as much of a content maker yet. Um, But I know people who are doing what you just talked about in like 10, you know, 
10 slides a day in their story. And you know what I freaking do when I see those people come up? Like if that first slide doesn't get me, I'm like, click, 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 swipe, like goodbye. You're annoying. Well, and Rob and I were just talking about this. Wow, this is such a tangent. I'm so sorry. I was like, I'm not going to get on a tangent. But I'm going to get on a tangent. This is um, Erica's This is Erica's kind of like field. So I always ask Erica about this and then like <laughs> I get her like going. You know, I just ask one question. I get like the Bible in responses. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I also hate like my biggest pet peeve is people that come on like TikTok or Instagram and they're like, I'm a digital marketer, so like I'm an expert, and let me tell you how the algorithm works. I'm like, <laughs> no one fucking knows how the algorithm works. That's their secret. That's how they hold it over us. No one knows. You right. idiot. Like, I hate that. And, yeah, and then you see like, you see people like buying into it. Like right now, the most recent one I've seen is like, don't like don't like all of my posts all at once, and like you should save my posts. Don't you know, mm-hmm. don't like them. You have to save them or share them to somebody. That's how like I'll get the you most attention. To, like you have to like, like use a hashtag, but don't use like all the same kind of hashtags and don't use only big hashtags. You have to use like a certain number and they have to be a mix of big and small hashtags. <laughs> and then you have to go in like a hundred photos <laughs> using those hashtags and you have to engage and like comment on 10 of those posts. And then I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you yeah. listen to yourself? Listen to yourself, or or you could pour all <laughs> of that energy into creating a decent fucking piece of content that people would actually want to like. And if you don't grow your following by a hundred followers every day, like heaven forbid, <laughs> like maybe you just actually get a quality following instead. This and- is going to be your equivalent to my negotiation episode, <laughs> like yeah. how I felt so passionate in that episode. This is you. <laughs> Yeah, I feel very passionate about this because, like, Rob and I were talking about this last night, too, because I was like, I know it's coming. I've been saying this for years. I don't know what's going to happen, but there will be an influencer bubble where it pops and it's not going to go away. I don't think that, but I do think that there will be two kinds of people left. You're going to have your creators, who are the people who make really good, like, visually appealing content. It's more like the kind of stuff that you would see in ads, like printouts and, in you know, just very eye-catching, very appealing. Um, and, you know, brands can use people like that to create a lot of content, create a lot of visually appealing content. And it kind of like is a really cheap alternative or not cheap, but it's a, a more affordable alternative than having agencies just like cranking out organic content for you all day. Then the other piece is you're going to have people like, like podcasters, I think like the good ones will, will start to stand out because, you know, you're, I think this is more of like relationship building. Um, you and I, for instance, not saying that like, Oh, we'll be the ones standing in the end. But like, just as an example, like our style of our podcast is that we have conversations and like today we're talking about like sustainable products, except we're having a whole other tangent and we do this every week. So you guys learn so much about us. And so eventually, like when you're listening to podcasts like this, um, every week you end up growing attached and you end up knowing a lot about those about those people. So if those people that you have grown a relationship with then come in and tell you about something new that they tried, you're more likely to be susceptible to 
adopting it yourself. Well, yeah, but, it's, right. It's like celebrities that you trust versus celebrities that are just out there. Like they're still famous, right? They're still like mm-hmm. doing their thing, but they're not personable. They're not relatable. Exactly. You don't feel like you've met them before. So you have a whole bunch of influencers out here right now that are just kind of in this like fake it till you make it mode and they're like pushing products and they're writing their blog and they're like tagging their outfit Um, and that might work for a little bit, but I don't think that's sustainable in the long run. Um, I don't, there's no connection to be made there. There are some standouts like Danny Austin. I know you um, know who she is. And I think like all of my friends actually follow her. I didn't even know that until recently. Um, but like she is incredible and like she creates tons and tons of content it is her full-time job, but it is like, so it's so much like behind the scenes, so relatable and personable, but it's also like a family effort on their end. It's not just her. It's like her husband, like, I'm pretty sure that they have like a second phone around the house that they use just to like, so some other, some person can like be recording at all times and so it's like so much of a dedicated effort in order to be that and to be real anyway that's what I think (laughs) no I do agree with that I mean um yeah I agree with that this all stemmed from like us just talking about like self being selfless and do you think because you you are really passionate about it and it makes you happy not because it's going to make you famous yeah, and like hope that it does make you famous in the meantime, right? Like, th- I or mean, like that it helps you like find your tribe. It helps you find the people that are passionate about the same things that you are. Look at us hitting these cliches, like, but it is so true. It's it's just like, yeah, I felt um like very different than a lot of the women that were at the workshop. Like, I felt like we all were very different people. Um, and you know, me particularly, cause a lot of them were from Alaska and I'm, you know, obviously not, I'm pretty new here still. Um, but there was like that common ground between all of us. Like we're all women entrepreneurs. We all are trying to hustle a side business mm-hmm. and like the energy in the room because of that was like amazing. Well, and so I think like, that for all of you to be there, you all have probably have some kind of similar personality traits as well. That's going to make it way more exciting. Yes. Because everyone's it, excited. Mm-hmm. And we definitely talked about that, like just for all of us to show up, like we're all so similar, even though we're so different. And like, it was just fun. I mean, there, there's a huge importance in now, like I've been thinking about everything Like, was that selfless because, or was that just something that helped me to fill my cup? Like Mm. there is a difference, even though it's kind of the same thing, but you want to be doing things within self, not without self. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, just, we, we talk about this a lot, but there is such an overwhelmingly positive energy with vulnerability. And that's something that, like, I struggle with, too, but that was something that, like, we really opened up with in the workshop is just, like, being vulnerable. You know, there were, like, some tears shed. Like, it was amazing just, like, being vulnerable and, like, your time here is so short. Like, why are we not talking about feelings and talking about, 
the, you know, like the things that we're talking about in our podcast, like everybody, I just like encourage everybody to start doing more of that. Except (laughs) I'm going to take, I I love everything you're saying and I'm so sorry if this is, um, (laughs) douchebag. No, 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 no. Okay. I was going to say, I was going to talk about that TikTok that I sent you where this girl is like, I was in my group therapy class and they asked us to share something vulnerable. Okay. 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 Not that vulnerable. This girl. It's just a, that's a dirty secret. That's yeah. That's, that's too much. Like, okay. Practice vulnerability and have self-awareness. So (laughs) Erica, I'm, since you brought it up, I'm going to just let you know what they said, because the word that you're about to say is one of my words that's equivalent to like moist. Like I hate, (laughs) I hate it. So I'm just going to let you go ahead and tell the story, the TikTok story. So there's this girl and she's, I don't know, she looks like she's like (laughs) 19 or something. And she's like, I was in my group therapy class and they asked us to share something vulnerable. And I shared that I eat my own discharge. (laughs) I, I, yeah, that is I like my stomach churned. I was like, no, why? (laughs) I hate that word. Like I hate even saying it when I have to, so like, you know, we call a new patient like an evaluation, like I have to do an evaluation. And then when we get rid of a patient, we call, we say that that's like your discharge, like you're discharging that patient. <laughs> and I hate it. I hate it. I like will say DC anytime that I possibly can. Like, <laughs> oh, I have to DC that patient. <laughs> I do I not. I don't, yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you there. There's, I have four words. That's one of them. Okay. What are your other words? Uh, we can't talk about that. You just have to come up organically. Oh, okay. I'm gonna have to discover these. This is a <laughs> this is a fun game. Okay. <laughs> is moist one of them? No, that doesn't bother okay. me. Okay. Cakes, okay. Cakes are best when they're moist. Like, stop. That is like such a. I feel like that's such a. Um. Um. I don't know. Like somebody said that that was gross, and then it just caught on. Okay, I have a question for you. Um, this isn't I. I don't like have like a physical cringe when I hear this word, but it makes me uncomfortable, and I don't. But I also have never been able to find an alternative word for it. Do you say like underwear or panties? I can't stand the word panties. I hate the word panties. Um, I feel I feel like a pervert when I say it. I think it depends on who I'm talking to. Like if I'm in a yeah, I do. Yeah, I feel like. A, a daddy pedophile when I say panties. Yeah. Like it feels, it sounds, I picture like I immediately have a visual of some dirty old man being like, oh, what color are your panties? I'm like, Ugh. Or like take your panties off. Ew. Okay. Yeah. I think that, well, this is kind of a hard subject for me because I don't usually wear them. <laughs> but like I, you, it just doesn't you, come into conversation a lot. I, I think I say undies. I was going to say undies is maybe the most satisfactory alternative word, but I think I say underwear most commonly, but I hate underwear too because that also sounds like a granny. It's a, I feel, yeah, I feel like, well, or it implies like not a thong, right? So like if you're yeah. talking about a thong, like that's different than like a pair of boy shorts. Like boy shorts would be underwear and like a thong would probably be undies. I say boy shorts. Like if I'm talking about boy shorts, I specifically say boy shorts. Is that weird? But I don't say thongs. I don't specifically call out thongs either. No, because also I don't wear thongs that are like 
the thong thong that we used to wear that like the g-string yeah like i wear you know like athletic thongs like oh yeah the ones that are like the seamless seamless yeah that's what i like if i'm gonna wear underwear that's what i wear yeah i like love the you know there was a moment there might this might we might still be in this moment where like the whole like calvin klein um that like you know that band, that underwear band that's mm-hmm. like thick mm-hmm. that and it was like real cute. And I was like, I tried it and I'm like, this is so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I maybe like, maybe I, I just looks- have to be thinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why it's never worked for me because I just flub over it. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, do they have high waisted ones of those that are like sucker inners? <laughs> Ooh, but I'm like, I don't want that either because then uh. I'm like, oh, this is too much. It's too much. It's why I just go commando and leggings every day, you guys. <laughs> I was it's about to easier. reference that TikTok again, but I'm not going to. Okay. Okay. Gross. Yeah. Okay. So should we talk about sustainability? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Guys, we're just jumping subjects today, but it's fine. Um, that was worth it. I'm sorry if you guys aren't here for the chit chat. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was. it was good. And I think that it is, you know – a good takeaway point from that is to really consider what it means to be selfless. Like, is that positive for you or is that negative for you? And like, let's maybe start looking at it as that's, it's kind of negative to be without yourself. Mm-hmm. But the meaning behind it of doing things for others is the positive takeaway. Right. Cool. Yeah. Let's talk about sustainability. Um, <sighs> okay. So here's the deal. I, this is this is kind of like where it came about. So it's like, um, actually, it started maybe like years ago, like a few years ago. And I was talking to my friend and because I was talking about like recycling and how it made me really mad that um, in my apartment building that I was living in, we had a we had two different trash chutes. One was for recycling and one was for trash. And um But then what the one for recycling said, absolutely no glass bottles. And I assume that's just because like, you know, it's like a four, you could be up four stories and you drop a bag full of glass bottles and then they just shatter. Um, But I was talking to one of the maintenance guys about it and like asking if he had any more information, like, is there another place that we could take them, Um, you know, because it just seemed like a waste to not recycle them. And he was like, I don't know, but what I do know is it doesn't matter because when the city trash like truck comes, they throw both of them in together and they don't separate recycling. Mm-hmm. And, trash. and I was like, are you shitting me? Like, wow, that's really awful because it's not like it's just one household. Like there's hundreds of people that live here and like mm-hmm. how much trash is that? And then I was talking to my friend about it and she was like, well, you know, it's probably because cause, like she lives in a suburb and like, they were there was like some community newsletter where they were talking about recycling and how um, they didn't really have the resources because it's it's a completely manual job to have to be able to sort through all that stuff because people don't recycle properly. And then she gave the example of like, oh, like you can't you can't recycle like a pizza box because even though it's cardboard, it's now been yeah. contaminated with pizza grease, which I didn't even I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I don't know anything about recycling and like other than you know, what I was taught in elementary school. And then I was like thinking about like, if you're ever at Whole Foods or like a grocery store like that, where, or like a place like that, where, um, they have like the trash 
the they're like trash bins they have it separated out into like three different categories and one is like I don't even know what they are but like one is oh like one's like compostable one is recyclable and then one is just trash and it's like if you watch people and myself included they just like go up and they're like uh, I don't know what to, I don't know what to do with this stuff like no one knows and beyond that I know that there's been a lot a lot of um products coming out, some of which Mariah and I have. Um, but I actually watched, I was like watching this ASMR video recently where this girl who's like really into like sustainability was like, it wasn't the topic of the video, but she was just like going through all these things that she had bought and like why she had bought them. And a lot of them had to do with like, they were, um, no packaging glass bottles, like stuff like that. And so I was like, wow, like there's so much out there that I didn't even realize. So we were just kind of gonna chat about this um just to kind of like raise awareness about it kind of talk through like what we have tried what we would be willing to try and like what and like what's really not kind of worth it for us because I think ultimately for me I'll cut to the chase and I think like it's really important for individuals to be making um I don't know like better choices but at the end of the day it it's I think it's so, so, so important that like corporations are actually adopting these practices. Like even though it is going to be so costly, um, but like if they're not making those changes, then how do we expect on an individual level everyone to be sacrificing? Like people like people like you and I, people that have less money than you and I are supposed to be paying more because they're going to buy glass packaging or right. you know, like – well, and and let's talk about, you know, okay, so like every vote matters, every person matters, like, every, you know, but in the real grand scheme of things, like how much does one person impact if there aren't bigger corporations doing it, I think is what we're saying. Like, yeah, yes, yeah. yes do your part, do your part, but yes. you are such, like you yourself are such a small <laughs> Sorry guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but you know like w- if 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 greater people like greater organizations or companies I mean even just so like you saying that you know they just throw it all even if you separate it they just throw it all in the same container anyway like there's the problem right so you're doing mm-hmm. your part as one person but then the bigger corporation is not doing their part. And or like think about I'm sorry. Continue. I just cut you off. You're fine. Um, Erica and I are like not extremists, I don't think, in like mm-hmm. any sense. So like I know that we do have listeners who are like on both ends of the spectrum. Like I know for sure that a couple of our listeners are like very, very eco-friendly and like minimal to zero, like zero waste. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know that I have friends that listen that, like, could give two shits. So, like, mm-hmm. we're we're very much in the middle. We just kind of want to, like, bring awareness to it or, like, just talk about things that are, like, really easy to do. Like, we're not promoting you to, like, okay, don't use – don't waste anything for the next 30 days. Like, just try it out. Like, we're not here to preach or to be, like, super hippie and granola with you. We're just here mm-hmm. to, like, talk about some things that were, like, super simple and sometimes even easier changes mm-hmm. for us. Well, and it's, like, I think money has influence. So if you are able to make start, you know, like, raising awareness so we can start here on this level talking to, I don't know, however many people listen to this. And if, you know, 
half of those people are like, huh, let me, let me start making some changes and so on and so forth. Then, and you know, we're obviously not the only people that this is top of mind for, but if that awareness can get out and people start making small changes, then businesses start taking note of that. They Mm -hmm. start noticing, like, look at the beauty industry when they, when there's like countless, countless, countless reports about how Gen Z loves, like they're really passionate about buying clean beauty products and that like this is something that they actively look for. They want to know that uh, the brand has clean business practices, blah, blah, blah. Of course, that's not all of Gen Z, but there's enough that makes companies pause and say, okay, if we want to maintain our our young buyers, which they do, um, they're going to start making changes. So if the money starts slanting to say, okay, well, I'm going to I'm going to, it starts showing that, okay, like people are going to start buying this toothpaste that doesn't come in a cardboard box, um, Mm -hmm. or they're going to buy this thing because it's in sustainable packaging or because it is biodegradable, then they're going to start experimenting and they're going to start putting out new products for testing. And then if that Mm -hmm. does do well, then they start expanding. So it's not an immediate fix, but it is a very long-term, long-term thing. Um, the first, and like, I think the just way, the easiest thing, and I think maybe the most widespread thing is, um, uh, like reusable bottles, especially up in Alaska, those hydro flasks are like so popular, right? Yeah. Like people love stickers and like (laughs) putting stickers on their bottles. And also I had a hard time with like a hydro flask because I'm like, what the fuck? $60 for a bottle is like crazy to me. Mm -hmm. So guys, um, go to Amazon. <laughs> Iron flask is where it's at. I think mine is like 40 ounces. So I have to drink three of those a day to get my gallon of water in. It's super easy. Mine's 40 ounces and it was like $24. Oh yeah. I mean, my mom has, there's like an Arctic, I think it's called like Arctic freeze or something an Arctic something that my mom uses like r- relentlessly. I've had countless swell bottles and I started getting them actually for from like vendors when we would go to like events and stuff they were like a really great and popular especially like you know 2014 2015 they were like a super popular like vendor gift um my here's my issue with reusable bottles they smell like I could wash it I'll even run it through the dishwasher and then everything's good and you but then you put the lid on it to put it back in your in your cabinet or, you know, wherever you're storing it. And then the next time you go to use it, it smells funky because it's a bit like trapped air in there. You know, I noticed that with my swell bottle as well when I had a swell, but if people are familiar with the swell bottles, they're like wide at the bottom, like they're shaped like a regular, like a small version of like a two liter bottle. Mm -hmm. So they're like big at the bottom and then like skinnier at the top. So I think it's like that top part that's like hard to get clean. Like, Mm. You know what I mean? Where you like the G spot of the bottle, like <laughs> two inches in and two inches up. Um, <laughs> like that part is hard to clean. But like I really, I don't have that problem with the iron flask, but I also do use the same bottle every single day and it's like usually full of water. So, mm. and I don't, I wouldn't, maybe it's gross, but like I don't wash it every single day because it's like on my nightstand, like it goes everywhere with mm-hmm. me. 
That's how um, I am too. Rob's a big like he he actually uses like drinking glasses and like I don't even know the last time I used a drinking glass. If I did, it was because I it was probably a freezer cup and I had it full of Pepsi. Yeah, <laughs> like I'll drink other beverages out of a drinking glass, but I only drink water out of my water bottle. Also, it helps me to drink water if I'm drinking out of a straw, which is something that brings me to like our mm-hmm. Next point is like reusable straws. So you were saying like companies really kind of feed into it. So right, like we started making a big deal a couple of years ago, like save the turtles reusable straws. Mm-hmm. And how often do you see like silicone straws or metal straws like in grocery stores now? Mm-hmm. I bought one. I bought like a pack. So <laughs> this is so funny, but um, last year, like 20, it must've been 2019. Um, but me, Rob and his mom, there was like this little pop-up here in Dallas where people could go and make candles in person. And, but, they, but they sold all kinds of little like, uh, boutique knickknacks, like little notebooks, little like greeting cards and stuff like that. But they had like a little pack of, reusable straws like ones that were like completely straight and they were like thicker or like wider for like a smoothie ones that were like super skinny and they were mm-hmm. like you know kind of tilted at the end or like curved at the end like where your mouth it like all it was probably like six or seven in there um and I got that for my mom and she uses them all the time like and like you know there's enough in there that like everyone can use them which is really nice my I um I have like a weird thing about metal straws because I have a bad habit of like I bite, I bite my straws, which yeah. is Mariah, Mariah, like, wants to die. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do want to die a little bit because of the noise that it makes. But, um, yeah, I have the same issue with metal straws, and I've liked – I was just going to say that I like the silicone straws that I bought. Um, one, because, like, they are wider. Like, well, I have a variety pack as well. Mine are all straight, I think, but um, – I have like some that are skinnier and some that are wider. I personally like the wider ones because like I take a sip, I take a sip and like I'm going to get more like water in my system if I am using a bigger straw and they're Mm -hmm. good for smoothies. But I also do find myself chewing on them and they're like silicone. So one Mm -hmm. beauty to my ears is it doesn't make a sound. And two, Uh like it's just, I don't know. I just like it. And it's like, they're super easy to just dishwash. Like it's just an easy change to make for something that you, you know, you want to do. Like I know people who carry like a metal straw in their purse and they just won't use a straw at a restaurant. I don't, I'm not there yet because it's like, you know, to me, like if I'm at a restaurant, LOL, back in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a year ago. <laughs> um, if I'm at a restaurant and like they br- like the waiter brings a straw, unless I like explicitly say, do not leave a straw on the table. Like once it's on the table, if I don't use it, that's going to get thrown out anyway. Like the yeah. waiter isn't taking the time to like pick that back up off the table and go return it back to the straw. God, container. I feel that way. I feel that way about um like when you order takeout and they put the little like pack of to go like plastic everywhere I'm like dang it like I literally never ever ever remember to say like please don't include silverware like plastic silverware like if it's in person I won't do it I won't grab one or I'll like give it back but I'm like well it's already here so what do I do I just hoard these and they just 
right. disintegrate in my home and I have a, bo- a box of them that I move for the rest of my life or do I just use it and like try to recycle? I don't know. And I, now I'm like, I don't even know if you can recycle it. You know, Whatever. something that we should look into that would be good maybe is like some kind of like there's got to be donation for something mm. like that. Like if we could get enough of them, like send them, send us all of your stuff and like we'll donate it to like a children's camp or mm. um like a homeless shelter. Like there's got to be some place that would u- reuse those. Yeah, you're you've got yeah, you're right. There's Instead of just throwing them out. I think that about um like ordering takeout comes to mind because you just said it and because like of the world that we're living in, like there's been a lot of takeout this year. Um, But like the other day I got um, Mexican and they put in like two containers of sour cream and two little containers of like pico and then two of guac and two of mild salsa and hot salsa. And I was like, you know, like, granted I love condiments so whatever but like I already had salsa at home and I already had sour cream at home so like that there's four containers that didn't need to be used mm-hmm. yep yep or like I don't know like is one bigger container better than two small ones I don't know it felt like a lot like I felt like I was throwing away a lot of plastic and Alaska so when I first got here, there like when I had to set up trash and stuff, there's like option for like garbage and recycling, mm-hmm. right? And you pay like $15 more for recycling and they dump it in the same truck. What? I know. So I was like, wait a second. What's going on here? Like I'm literally putting out my green bin that's like my – garbage like everybody has garbage like green garbage and then every or some people have like an extra bin that's has a yellow lid which is your recyclable and that's the one that you pay so you already pay like $30 a month or something or $25 a month for your garbage but then it's an extra $15 for the second bin for recyclables so I did it and then I would like watch them outside my house and they're like dumping them into the same truck. Like it's the one that, you know, like the truck that automatically comes out and Uh granted, maybe there's separate containers in there, but it did not look like it to me. And when I called and Mm -hmm. asked and she, like, I kind of got the same answer as you like, well, you know, like the garbage is kind of sorted through anyway, because like people just don't recycle right anyways. And I was like, so should I like even be doing this? Like, is this even worth it? And she's like, meh. So it's like, why, uh, man, like, why am I paying extra to, wouldn't it be so cool though, if they took that extra money that the people do pay and probably because they don't know what you now know, um, but the ones that do pay it, take that money because you're obviously not using it for, I don't know, anything towards recycling and use it to educate the neighborhood. Yeah. About how to properly recycle. Like that's what's blowing my mind is like, I know there's a lot, there's a lot on our plate. There's a lot of responsibilities that we want people to, I don't know, account, you know, just like do better about. And like, this is maybe lower on the totem pole, but that seems like a pretty low stakes 
thing. There are some, yeah, and there are some really easy things. Like I, for instance, <laughs> I work with a girl, Ariel, who's probably listening. Um, so I'm totally calling her out, but she'll be proud of it. But <laughs> like I work with her and she is very, very environmentally friendly, like to the point where she's trying to cut out like all plastic bottles and is trying. Mm. So like even down to though, like shampoo and conditioner bottles. So she's mm-hmm. trying to find like bar um Mm -hmm. shampoo and bar conditioner but she's like I just can't find one that like works for my hair and I feel like the ones I've tried have like made me break out or like my hair is greasy and she's like that's like one plastic thing that like I'm really having a hard time cutting out but like she posted the other day um or maybe not the other day and maybe it wasn't even her I don't know whatever but something about like why if you're washing your produce at the store or if you're washing your produce that you buy at the store anyway why are you putting it in a plastic bag at the grocery store like so you go and you get asparagus right why are you putting that in a plastic bag and not just putting it in your cart so i had i you know my immediate thing is like well why why do i do that because it's sometimes it's wet so i don't want my other stuff to get wet does it really matter that much? Like, and I do wash it when I get home. The first thing I do is take it out of the bag and then wash it and then put it away. So like, why am I using that extra bag? Or why am I not using a reusable produce bag? Right. So my, the only exception that I can think of, and this is the only time that I actually use them. And and actually sometimes I don't even do it this time, but if I'm buying like six apples, I might just put them in a plastic bag just so they're not rolling around and like get smushed or something. But I get that. I don't even do that. But so I have so many, this like has drunk so many things because the one thing that drives me kind of nuts, again, going back to like corporations making a conscious effort um, to make a bigger impact than like a bunch of individuals is Amazon. So I order most of the, most of my groceries I order through Amazon fresh. Um, which is like probably part of a larger problem. Like I probably shouldn't be supporting Amazon anyway, but I do a lot anyway. So, (laughs) um, well, and a lot of Amazon, like, so you're supporting Amazon fresh, but like a lot of it is coming from local stores. Like we can't, I mean, are there a lot of things wrong with Amazon? Yes. However, are there a lot of small businesses who, or independent people who still support Amazon also? Yeah. Or like, you know, sell on Amazon. Yes. And like supporting, you know, the, the drivers that are like delivering them and stuff like that. Cause you know, I, I always, I always tip them and and everything like that. Anyway. Can I do like one side note super quick about uh that, about like big corporations. So like somebody recently said to me, like, like shop local, right? So you're shopping local. And like, I overheard somebody talking about like at Walmart, well, like shop local. And then like one of the employees was like, I live local. Like you're supporting me having Mm -hmm. a job. And I was like, you know, like it's kind of true. Not that doesn't make me want to go like run out and support Walmart, but like it's true. Yeah. Yeah. It is true. It's, it's, (laughs) it does suck though, because like Walmart is so fucking evil but yeah walmart's like the worst <laughs> example but like i'm just saying like just because no, no, yeah so like just because you're shopping so like fred meyer is kind of like the local chain of grocery stores here but it's a chain it's like alaska wide or like west coast wide but like it still feels like shopping local more than like mm. walmart but less than like mom and pop shop oh yeah and i mean like trust me 
I, I mean, I don't actually shop. I don't shop at Walmart now only because there's not one like conveniently near me. <laughs> and so, but yeah, I'm just like, I still shop at Target. I still shop at Whole Foods, which is owned by Amazon, right? right. Or does Whole Foods own? No, yeah. Amazon owns Whole Foods and um, whatever. But whenever they deliver your groceries. So let's say I order, um, I order bananas. I order a state like laundry stain remover and I order, um, like cereal and like, I don't know, sour cream and like a bunch of stuff. They will like put all of my, each produce, like they'll put all of my produce into individual plastic bags. They'll put every, almost every single item in its own plastic bag inside the brown bag that is then delivered Mm, but like in in that defense like here's where we need to just start thinking about stuff so like um there would you know they do that because there would be somebody that's like why are you putting my stain remover in with my something that i'm gonna eat so like then but then wait but then they'll do like my stain remover so let's say i only order like 10 items like 10 items that could totally fit into one brown bag I will get one bag that only has bananas in it, one brown bag that only has stain remover in it, and then I'll get another bag that has other produce and my my boxed items in it. It's like the packing of it doesn't even like make sense because I thought uh. the same thing. I was like, if my stain remover leaked, I would be happy that it's not on my produce. But right. then I'm like, but why does – if it's in its own bag, why do I need it? Anyway, so that's like a thing that I've noticed where it's like this is excessive packaging. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't order from anything like that. But I will say that like Amazon in general, which this is probably my fault too. Like I will sometimes, you know, like order something on Amazon, like Amazon Prime it. And then like later that night, I'm like, oh shit, I should order that too. (laughs) And like sometimes they come together and then sometimes they don't. And I wish that there was like an easier way to like merge packaging or like, you and know. That is a, and that is a thing that like some companies will do. And I actually think Amazon does offer it sometimes. They'll give you like um like in your delivery options, not if you order them separately, like you were just saying, but like if you order from like Target or Amazon or um, some other places like that and you order like a bunch of stuff but like they all have different delivery dates mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. check an option so that it's like the stuff that was supposed to come sooner actually gets delayed and they'll With- all come in one package yeah which I have noticed and I do think that Amazon even gives you like a credit like they'll give you like a mm-hmm. movie like a movie credit or music credit or something um, which is cool I love that I don't use it, but I like, (laughs) I still like that it's offered. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm saying like, you know, so like I'll make a purchase today and then I'm like, oh shit, like I should get uh, whatever, something small and stupid. Like sometimes then they'll arrive in the same shipment and sometimes they don't. And I'm like, fuck, like I wish I would have thought of that when I was placing my first order. So they would have just came in the same box. But then like when it is something little and stupid, like, for instance, okay, so I, I really like this specific flavor of, like, crystal light squirt, like, just mm-hmm. squirt stuff that you put in your water just to make it a little, like, taste a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And, like, I can never find – I like the blackberry lemonade one, which is weird because I don't like lemonade, but it doesn't taste <laughs> like – anyway, I like that one, and I can, like, never find it in the store. So I ordered, like, three of them on Amazon, 
And mm-hmm. it came in a box that I thought was going to be two books that I ordered. It came in this giant box and then and then to like make it not jiggle around, which it wouldn't matter if they were jiggling around, right? Like they're packaged, they're sealed. Who cares? You shake them before you use them. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if they're not fragile, but they had like a bunch of cardboard like wrapped up in it, which is great for me because I'm reusing my cardboard. <laughs> like I'm reusing my packaging mm-hmm. for my packaging stuff, but like there's – it's crazy. I don't know. I've just – I've been thinking about that a lot with – just things in general and like my new business, like Mm -hmm. how can I reuse things that I already have laying around the house? But like also with a business, you want to keep things consistent, which I think is something that people like big corporations are running into. Right. So like I had, um, a cut, like, like I said, that cardboard, like, you know, like the long paper that they just shove in there Mm -hmm. or whatever. It's like cardboardy looking paper. I was like, it's like, um, it's contractor's uh, paper is what yeah, it's called. Yeah. Um, but I was like wrapping some stuff in that, which it looked good and stuff, but then I'm like, well, shit, I want things to be consistent. So like when somebody orders from me, I want it to look consistent, but like I have a limited quantity of this because it's just something that I'm reusing. Okay, but here's the twist. You could turn it into a branding opportunity where you're right. like like I'm, you know, doing my best to reuse, repurpose, blah blah blah, like and that's what, you know, I use what I have at hand instead of like blah 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 and you like turn it into a thing and that's like something that I think would even actually benefit your brand even more totally no totally I agree it's just not it's it's an extra step that makes it harder Mm -hmm. in a way because then like what if I don't have something so then I'm like looking around and I'm like constantly having to be creative instead of just having like an assembly line type of thing where I'm like wrapping things making them look nice and then shipping them off Mm -hmm. like it's making it's which I don't mind doing, but like if I I can see why as a big corporation when you're busier and stuff, it's like easier mm-hmm. to not do that. Totally, and that's the thing. It's like when at the end of the day, it's not like I I don't understand why it is the way that it is. Like you you get discounts buying in bulk. You um can get just like cheaper. It's cheaper to use plastic than it is to use glass. It's cheaper to do it this way and to process them this way versus um, manufacturing like, you know, in a cleaner way. Like, I don't know the the details about it, but, I know, you know, I know that like fashion, for instance, like fast fashion is like really bad for the environment because of the like toll that the manufacturing and the, 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 uh, like fumes and the like toxic um, materials that come out of like the manufacturing plants and like all that stuff. So it's like so much easier to make those choices to do it that way from a business standpoint. Yep. Um, but I do want to kind of talk about some other, <laughs> some other, other products um, and just kind of like have a conversation about like what is this too far for for us as as moderate individuals like for the first one that came up um 
for me that I was like, would I do this? Like, it makes sense. I understand it. I get it. But would I do it? It was like toothpaste tabs. So instead of like, because, you know, think about a, a tube of toothpaste. So you have like the outer cardboard, you have the plastic tube, you have the plastic top, like you have a toothbrush that is probably not like biodegradable. And like you have to, you're how many tubes of toothpaste and how many toothbrushes are you going through in a year like you just think about that one that one act that you do like two times a day and like how much how much waste that you can collect that way and um that was one of the things that that, that in that video I was talking about that she was like yeah like I've tried a lot of toothpaste tabs but these are the ones that I think are really great and like they come in like um you know a recyclable bottle and like they're just like little um tabs that look like a supplement and like you just like chew on them I guess and then you like wet your toothbrush and you like brush your teeth with mm. it and it's and I'm just like Ugh. yeah <laughs> that sounds so like you know again here's the extremes and the the not extremes right <laughs> like I think, yeah I think that that is like a little extreme for me and like also me so here's where we're allowed to be less selfless, right? <laughs> we're allowed to be a little selfish. Like my hair would never, unless some kind of curly godsend like figures out how to make a bar shampoo that works for curly hair, like it's just not realistic for me to Dude, ever like, know. use bar shampoo. So one thing that I – that because I didn't even – truthfully, until I saw that video, because that was another thing, um, the girl that I was watching, she uses Lush products. Um, Which are kind of chemical trash, FYI. <laughs> and I've actually heard – I've actually seen some videos about how the brand is, like, kind of toxic – and stuff to its employees, which is neither here nor there. It's like, I appreciate what they like publicly stand for and like what they're trying to do. Yes. Um, uh, but that's, that's the thing, right. Is like at the end of the day, especially, okay, like let's take women only. Um, it's, you can't just say like, okay, well, here's a, um, a shampoo, just any old shampoo, but look, it doesn't have packaging and it's really cute and it smells nice. Don't you want to buy it? It's like, there's like a hundred things that women have to take into consideration before buying a shampoo. Mm-hmm. And just because, and so it's like, you're asking people and I'm sure it's more expensive because Lush isn't cheap. Right. Um, so again, like you're asking people to sacrifice their, like they can't just buy it at a grocery store. It's you're probably having to spend more money on it. They have never tried it. So they don't know how it works with their hair. They don't know, like, you know, it, it just took me until this year to realize like the amount of shampoo that you're actually supposed to use in your hair. And now I have to figure out what that means. And like a bars shampoo like and I don't you know I'm super picky about fragrance in my shampoo so I just have now I have to put like that's just five things and that's just my own hang-ups and I'm like and now I have to put all of I have to put aside all of those things all of my preferences all of my habits um or routines and I'm just gonna have to like say okay yeah I'll I guess I'll suffer through this even if I don't like it or maybe I would I don't know but my big question actually was like how do you store it because I think about like a bar soap um in a shower 
and like you use it and it's like wet and then or it like you know water from the faucet like gets on it and it kind of has that like residue Mm -hmm. because you know water activates it it's like doesn't that happen to your shampoo as well and then it's like okay are you now wasting product so okay this is like a weird tidbit that I know because my aunt used to well she still makes her own soap but she used to have a soap store and she showed like so you get a dish and like a wooden dish is preferred with like a grated like wooden dish kind of Mm -hmm. um that has like slots in it for like drainage and I have this for my soap. <laughs> Perfect. And so, okay, so do you store your soap so that it's like laying down or is it standing up? Laying down. So, okay, so that is actually like it's you're supposed to store your sto- soap standing up so oh. that the surface area that's contacting the um the holder is min- is less. Oh, that makes so sense. that there's like less of that weird film and less waste. Then, okay, that makes sense. Isn't that interesting? That. Yeah, it's like who tell? Where are you supposed to learn this information? <laughs> like your aunts. Like these are like old wives' tales that <laughs> you know, like die when they die. Like or your podcasts. Yeah, your or your or your podcasts from your podcasters' aunts. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. I learned that, but it that's hard to do with like, so a lot of stores, again, don't think about stuff like that and like they'll make their soap circular or oval or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like all of the soaps that she makes are um, rectangular, like they're squared off on at least three sides and then like she'll make the top pretty and stuff just for like display purposes. But then once you use it, you pick one of the three flat sides to store it on. Oh, my God. That makes so much sense. Right? So here's something, though, that I was thinking about with bars, like regular bar soap that's like um, curved or something. Or like if you have a shampoo that's like circle, you could like probably just slice it in half before you use it. And then you have a flat side to store it up on. Oh, that's smart. Because I was thinking, I was like, okay, because like I have one of those little um, like cutouts in my shower, like in the wall. Mm-hmm. So it's like a little shelf thing. And um, so I was like, okay, I could probably just like stand it up on its end and like lean it against the the wall. But cutting it in half would make more sense. Yeah. And they're so slippery that like if, unless you have a, a thing for it, they fall all over the place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hit me with your next one. Okay, so this one, I okay, I used to get, before they discontinued it, I used to get the Sephora box every month, which is like Ipsy or I don't know, whatever. It's like a monthly subscription box and they would, you get a bunch of samples from, I don't know, whatever, different beauty brands at Sephora. And one of the things I got in there, but I have yet to use, I don't know why I haven't used it. There's something about it that is not super appealing to me, um, is a makeup cloth in to use instead of makeup wipes mm, because mm-hmm. makeup wipes are like real bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it's supposed to be, you know, it kind of reminds me of what are those things? I can't remember the name of it, but you gave me the, it's like a dusting cloth. Yeah. That, like Norwex. Yeah. Like Norwex. That's what it reminds me of. Cause like so- you can, it's like reusable and, yeah. yeah, I was just going to tell you that Norwex makes one of those, and I have one, but I 
am guilty about still using a makeup cloth. However, however, not as often as I used to. Like I used to use one every day, like a, a you know, like a one time only whatever, like baby mm-hmm. wipe kind of thing. But now that I am on like a good, like a better skincare regimen, I just double cleanse my face mm-hmm. and I don't even use a makeup wash or like a makeup cloth. I just take or like a, even a makeup remover. Like I just use my cleanser. I only use, I do have makeup wipes and that's only because um, like literally the, like the week before the pandemic happened, I um, was at Target and I just grabbed, I was like kind of almost out of the package that I had. And so I just grabbed a new one. And so I've had it like this whole time because I never wear makeup anymore. <laughs> And I just opened it like the other day. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to use, I'm going to get through this just because like, it's also wasteful just to like throw them away. Um, but I only ever use them if I have like full, full makeup on. Right. Um, other, otherwise I just double cleanse like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel too. Um, yeah. And I've seen people making um, like reusable you know, like cotton rounds that you would put like a toner on with or something. Oh. Um, or you would like wipe your like nail polish remover. Like you would use that to like take the nail polish off of your nails. Oh. I've seen people making reusable cotton rounds now and they're not co- like they're not cotton, they're fabric. Um, but there's a couple people in Alaska who make them with like oh, cool, wow. cool patterns and stuff. I just like, it's just not something that I use on a regular basis. Like I'm not constantly buying, you know, maybe if I was a nail salon or something where I was like uh-huh. constantly using those, or if I was like an esthetician where I was constantly using those, but like, I'm just like, I maybe use cotton rounds like two times a year. yeah I have I was gonna say I have a package of cotton balls which is I use those instead of cotton rounds I don't know why um but I have had a package of those for mm, like a year and a half now (laughs) Mm -hmm. like it's just not something that I think of on a daily basis so like the things for me that I think of on a regular basis are water bottles grocery bags, produce mm-hmm. bags, and straws. Like those are the four the four kind of big things that come to my mind. Yeah, and I think the pandemic definitely kind of – because we were getting into a really good groove with like reusable grocery bags especially. Um, but uh, all the places that we shop, you can't use – you can't bring them into stores right now just because mm-hmm. of like COVID. But we do have a bunch of those and like we say – so like all of those plastic bags that I get from Amazon Fresh, like we save those and we use those for like poop bags. Like when we take the dogs for a yeah. walk or we're the yard or like stuff like that. My – here's my thing that I love. I love, love, love. And um, I like – for I think I've given this as like a secret Santa gift like a few times or like a white elephant gift or something um or even just like an actual Christmas present if I know this is something that the other person's into I was gonna say if this isn't in my box because you haven't given this to me yet and if one of them isn't in my box I'm gonna be really upset FYI okay yeah and here's (laughs) and this is like I feel this way about like Okay, they're stasher bags and they're like reusable. Um, they're like silicone reusable like sandwich bags, except they come in all different sizes. So there's like the really small like little snack bags that you can put like um, 
I don't know. Rob uses them just to have like gummy bears on hand for his low blood sugars. There's like the sandwich bag, which is like the regular like Ziploc bag shape. You can get like the big like gallon sized ones and they have ones that are like the bottoms expand so you can like store soup in them and they like stand up on their own. Um, You can like use that. You can put them in the oven, in the microwave. You can boil them, um, like put them in a sous vide. Like they are awesome and they come in like really really cute colors and so they sell them at whole foods and every time i've like every single time we have so many of them by the way and but every single time i walk through them at whole foods i just stand and i just like look at the display because i love all the colors and like i just i need more i need more i need Uh all of them like um and so that's like my big thing that i that i've adopted and i really love we do still have um like plastic bags, like for just certain things. I don't know why. And this is, this is maybe my, my next step with them. I do still have like gallon Ziploc bags, um, for like, let's say I wanted to like marinate chicken or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have such a, a mental block with like something gross going in my beautiful stasher bag. <laughs> so, okay. Here's an alternative. I have actually, I don't, maybe this is like bad. I don't know. Like uh, if a chef is listening, they're probably going to be like, ew, like you shouldn't do that. That is not good for the chicken. But (laughs) I, so I used to marinate in a plastic bag too, but it's just like messy and annoying and wasteful. So what I've been doing with my chicken is like, I don't marinate overnight usually. I just do it for like a couple hours. Like if I'm going to eat chicken that night, I'll throw it in in the morning. Mm -hmm. So I have um, these little like um, I don't – I can't remember where I got them. I think I got them at like Ikea or something, but they're like stretchable – tops like you oh, can yeah. get them in like circles or squares and they just like fit on like they seal pretty much like any container which is cool so uh-huh. I'll just like put the chicken in like the pan or like the baking pan that I'm gonna bake it in or whatever and mm-hmm. then I just put one of those tops on it and then throw it in the fridge that's genius that actually also reminds me of um because I th- what I thought you were going to say instead of the pan, I thought you were going to say like a, like a Pyrex dish or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, I think a couple of years ago it was. I was my like New Year's thing. I was like, okay, I, this year I am going to replace all my plastic Tupperware with glass, like mm-hmm. Pyrex stuff that has like lids so I can use as like storage or to cook in, blah, 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 which I did. Um, I didn't replace all of it. I still think there's – sometimes you just have like – a, you need a, a plastic dish for something grimy, like yeah. to, to put paint in it or just to put like something gross in. Mm-hmm. Um, I do still have some of those, um, but for the most part, we only use um, our, our Pyrex. And you guys like literally know how much I love Costco, but Costco has the best deals on Pyrex and they're cute too. Like they have the little ones with like the silicone grips on the outside, which I like, and they're like Ooh. blue, red, orange, green, whatever, like teal, uh-huh. all the different colors. And then they just have like the regular Pyrex ones too with like the glass lids. But I have been also trying to um, get rid of my plastic Tupperware um, or like repurpose it. So like at the clinic that I work at, we store a lot of like craft materials and stuff and like I'll take the plastic ones in to like use for that but mm-hmm. I don't use them for food anymore also because like it's not good 
to be heating stuff like that up. So, yeah, I was actually like, because earlier I was looking up um, like recycling rules, like what, you know, like this kind of plastic, you know, there's like the, on the bottom of cups, there's like the little recycling thing and there's like a number. Mm-hmm. And I never know what the number means. I was looking it up and there was like a, I think it's like the th- number three or something. It was like, um, like soda bottles and some shampoo bottles and like some containers it's like any kind of heat can um make I forget the word but basically like your whatever's in it like the drink or the food that is in the container can like pick up bad materials from it so it's like even just like a water bottle sitting outside in the sun can like well yeah that's like that's the big push for like BPA free yeah thank you that's what yeah yeah um yeah, I think just like limiting plastic, uh, especially once we come out of the pandemic, is going to be easier. You know, like I know that like Starbucks and some of the other local coffee places that I go to were like at one point letting you bring your own cup and they were like oh. making their making the drink in your tumbler or, or whatever. And like they would give you like a dollar off if you brought your own cup or like, you know. Yes. 25 cents off if you brought your own cup or an extra stars if you brought your own cup. But like now that the pandemic is going on, like they're not doing as much of that. But Mm -hmm. I do think that we'll see a shift in that. And like one other thing that I kind of wanted to like start wrapping up with is I think in our lifetime, we already have seen a shift. Like maybe Mm -hmm. it's just because I live in Alaska and like there's just not like people are I think more conscious of it here like people are definitely more earthy here and stuff than they were in New York but like I see way less garbage and like littering than I mean granted there's like a very large homeless population in Anchorage so like not so much in Anchorage but like out and about just like on the highways I see like way more people on the side of the road picking things up and like way less people. Like I remember when I was a little kid, like driving down the road and like people just throwing shit out their windows all the time. Mm -hmm. There's like a big, I, that was actually when I moved to Texas, one of the things that I remember is seeing signs all the time is like, don't mess with Texas. Like if you litter, it's like a $2,000 fine and stuff. And, um, and I think, there's definitely I've definitely have noticed a shift in the you know the last like decade especially and I think a lot of that comes from the younger generation and and I think yeah and so I think one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this is I don't I I mean I think it's pretty common for people um that are maybe like our age or like a little bit older and it's like by that time in your life like you kind of have your ways of doing things and I never want to be the kind of person that's just like meh this is how it's always been this is how we do things like and you know and so I think this is a really good thing um as you said in the beginning like we're not really extremists but it is something that I think we could all keep more top of mind I mean like for seriously, like when, um, the first time I was like talking to you about this topic, like we're texting. And then all of a sudden I realized like, Oh, I've been holding a styrofoam cup from Sonic this whole time. Like, (laughs) okay. But why do those drinks taste better (laughs) out of a styrofoam cup? (laughs) I'm just like, for real, it's like the, we are, I think it's so integrated into our lives that we can be so blind to it. So I think like even just 
having the awareness to like think about, um, okay, well, like maybe because I am so like I, I think everyone knows I'm a big Starbucks person. Um, Same. And the number of times that I've remembered to bring my cup with me to get it filled. Like I know that they have that program and I never remember to bring my cup because usually it's like a spur of the moment. Like, Oh shit, there's a Starbucks skirt, like pulling yeah. over. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think just trying to make an effort to keep it more top of mind, I think will make an impact. Even if we aren't all just like throwing out all of our makeup wipes and yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. And I think to some extent of like you saying like, we don't want to be the people that are like, nope, this is how I've always done it, like whatever. But like just kind of just sit with it for a little bit and like think about it. Like, okay, like what would be a hard shift? Like even if you – because I feel like I am kind of one of those people maybe to <laughs> like to some extent that I'm like, nope, like this works, not doing <laughs> – like why change? Why re- reinvent the wheel? But like there – so that's me where I'm like – Am I probably going to use toothpaste tabs? No. Am yeah. I probably going to use bar shampoo? No. But why can't I use reusable straws? And like, why can't I use reusable mm-hmm. produce bags? Like, it's not, it's not any extra effort on my part, and it's not a loss for me on my part. Whereas, like, I feel like bar shampoo, like could I do it? Yeah. Would my hair be clean? Yeah. But would it be a loss for me in the sense that like, I don't feel like my hair looks as good and that's something that's important to me. Like, yeah. So Mm -hmm. like, I think just digging deep within yourself and like figuring out like what wouldn't be that hard of a change and like, where are you comfortable making changes and then just start doing a little bit at a time. And eventually we can start getting the attention of big corporations because I still stand by that. I think the biggest change is going to come from big companies make or you know small companies that are starting out with sustainable practices and that they end up growing um i think over time that that can that can change and that's where a big difference will be made where if if they know okay like sustainability is a lucrative area okay well maybe we should be making more variations of shampoo products that like it maybe it's not just a bar shampoo like you know, it's 2021. Like what can, what else can we invent that can be buyer user friendly and also still is sustainable? They should do so. like a shampoo by the weight. So like you bring your own, <sighs> like a dispenser and you bring your own container. That's genius. And then you like weigh it. So like you can't even say like, okay, well, it's going to be more expensive now because it's in a glass container. Like, and, and then that cuts out a whole group of people. Like if somebody wants to put it in like a mason jar, they could do that. Oh my gosh, it's genius. Dude, we got to get on it. Oh my God. Yeah. Wouldn't that it's be like- cool to have a shampoo dispenser? Oh my God. Yeah. Like, like logistically, it's probably like such a mess hazard and like so annoying, but like even if it was just at a store, you know, like Lush or like, mm-hmm. um, but I guess still like that wouldn't be as attainable to everybody, but it's, it would be a start. It would be a start. And like, you could just make it really cute and you would definitely attract more people that way. Or like have your own containers and then like you just bring them back. So like you yeah. buy, like you buy up front one time for like $15, like the empty bottle. And then like every time you fill it is like 10 bucks. Oh my gosh, that would be a great gift too. Yeah. 
oh, like you could just buy the bottle and then like a gift card and like give it to someone so that they can go like get their own, pick out their own shampoo. And oh, wow. We have to start thinking about how we're going to package our lube. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> what eco-friendly products are we going to use? But you know, that's also kind of the genius of um, the one that um, Lauren, what's her face from the skinny, mm-hmm. like her, her vibrator, like cut that comes in like a display thing. So you also don't have to give it more packaging than that. Yep. <gasps> wow. Yep. Love it. All right, guys. All right. We're done here. We're off our soapboxes. Yep. Let us know if you guys have a product um, that's like a sustainable, reusable product that you just love that we haven't talked about. Or if you just want to like reiterate how much you love something that we talked about, um, hit us up. And you know where you can hit us up? On Instagram. At like honestly pod. Yeah. You can also leave us a review on iTunes. You could send us a message, um, recommend a a topic, or you could just recommend us to one of your friends. Yeah, do all the things. Please. (laughs) All right, guys. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.